98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. A two-day lockdown in Tunmun ends with 13 preliminary cases of COVID found. A minister hints at further social distancing regulations, but says free, rapid-at-home tests can help tackle the COVID wave. And China's envoy to the United Nations says the United States needs to speak to North Korea directly over its nuclear programme. Residents of a Tunmun block have been allowed to leave for the first time in two days this morning after an extended lockdown. Kelly Yu has the details. Residents of Hingping House on the Taihing Estate were ordered to stay home on Thursday evening for testing, but found themselves unable to leave as expected yesterday. Officials said they'd found a number of preliminary positive cases of COVID-19 and extended the lockdown by 24 hours. Today, they confirmed that 13 people tested preliminary positive. Two tests were indeterminate. People were allowed to leave at about 9 this morning. In all, more than 5,000 tests were taken. A further 10 preliminary cases were found in three lockdowns last night. Four people tested positive at several buildings in Shamshepo, and there were four more positive tests at K-City in Kaiduk. Two people tested preliminary positive, and there was one indeterminate test at Chechok Garden in Montaisin. A lockdown in Sayingpun found no cases. The civil service minister says social distancing rules could be extended to cover more types of establishment when the executive council discusses strengthening anti-pandemic measures on Tuesday. Patrick Nip also told an RTHK radio programme that they would consider further reducing the number of people allowed on each table at restaurants. He says the key is cutting chains of transmission. Uh, it's very important for our social distancing measures to achieve one single objective to drastically reduce the people's flow in the community and reduce social contact so that we can cut uh, all the transmission lanes. Uh, so it's very important. So um, when we decide on uh, what sort of uh, social distancing measures that are required, uh, basically we will look at the uh, outcome and the effect of such measures, whether it would uh, effectively um, reduce the uh, flow of people in the community so as to achieve our uh, objective of uh, cutting all these uh, transmission lines. Meanwhile, Mr Nip rejected criticism of the government's plans to hand out rapid at-home testing kits to everyone in Hong Kong. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, announced the distribution of the kits yesterday as a way to stem the worsening COVID wave. But critics questioned whether people would take tests voluntarily. Mr Nip said they would supplement other testing methods and would detect most cases. It could detect any uh, CT value on or below 28. So it's reasonably sensitive. We are not just deploying the rapid antigen test. We have several tiers of testing regime, including the uh, compulsory testing notice, the restriction uh, testing declarations, which are using the PCR test. But because of the very serious epidemic situation and the convenience these uh, rapid antigen tests that could provide, I think is a very good uh, supplement. Respiratory medicine expert Leung Chi Chu had earlier said that the tests would have a limited effect on stopping transmission because of their low sensitivity. Government advisor Professor Ivan Hung said they would help track down asymptomatic patients. China's ambassador to the United Nations, Zhang Jun, has urged the United States to engage in direct dialogue with North Korea over Pyongyang's nuclear program. Mr Zhang said it was in Washington's hands to offer more attractive policies and actions to accommodate North Korea's concerns. He spoke ahead of a UN Security Council meeting called by the US about Pyongyang's recent series of missile tests. 
the key in solving this issue is already in the hands of the United States. U.S. is a direct party to the Korean Peninsula issue. If they do want to see uh, some new breakthrough, they should show more sincerity and flexibility. China and Russia have called for an easing of sanctions on North Korea. And to the weather, it'll be mainly cloudy, dry with sunny periods in the afternoon, moderate north to northeasterly winds strengthening from the east tonight. The outlook will be windy in the next couple of days, a few rain patches on Monday, mainly cloudy in the middle and latter parts of next week. The current temperature is at 17 degrees Celsius and the humidity is at 61%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is almost five minutes past one. Donald Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence, has said he could not have overturned the result of the 2020 US presidential election. In his strongest public rebuttal so far of his former boss, Mr Pence told an audience in Florida that Mr Trump was wrong to suggest he could have blocked the certification of results. There are those in our party who believe that, as the presiding officer over the joint session of Congress, that I possess unilateral authority to reject electoral college votes. And I heard this week that President Trump said I had the right to overturn the election. President Trump is wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. The United States military says an attack that killed more than 180 people in the chaotic aftermath of the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan was the work of a single suicide bomber. A Pentagon investigation concluded the attack at Kabul airport last August was not the complex assault originally suspected. The findings were presented by the head of U.S. Central Command, General Kenneth McKenzie. People had really never looked at this problem before. The Afghan affiliate of the Islamic State group said it carried out the bombing. The disturbing lethality of this device was confirmed by the 58 U.S. service members who were killed and wounded despite the universal wear of body armor and helmets that did stop ball bearings that impacted them but could not prevent catastrophic injuries to areas not covered. The investigation found no definitive proof that anyone was ever hit or killed by gunfire. Scientists say the highest glacier on Mount Everest, eight kilometres above sea level, is now melting 80 times faster than it formed. The US-led study found that the snowpack on the South Coal Glacier had been eroded, exposing black ice to the sun and accelerating the melting process. Paul Majewski from the University of Maine led the research team. People had really never looked at this problem above 5,000 metres. So this tells us that the very highest ice that one would think would be the best preserved is in fact also in danger. In sport, the first medals of the Beijing Winter Olympics will be contested today after last night's spectacular opening ceremony of the capital. The first gold will be up for grabs in the women's skiathlon this afternoon. The short track speed skating mixed relay this evening has been tipped as the first opportunity for China to grab a medal on home ice. And in football, Manchester United are out of the English FA Cup, losing 8-7 on penalties against second-tier Middlesbrough, with Anthony Elanga missing the decisive spot kick. The BBC's John Akers was at Old Trafford. 
one game in to FA Cup round four and already it's produced something truly remarkable. Make no mistake, Manchester United should have won this game five times over with the chances they had. They took the lead through Sancho, they hit the frame of the goal twice, they missed umpteen fantastic chances, but it's the Middlesbrough fans you can hear chanting in the background who come away victorious 8-7 on penalties after it finishes 1-1 after extra time. Tonight we'll see the lowest ranked team left in the cup, Kidderminster Harriers host Premier League side West Ham United. Kidderminster are from the sixth tier of English football and despite the gap between the two sides, their manager, Russell Penn, hopes they can make an impact. We've got to believe that history can be made one day. Well, let's hope it could be Saturday. We'll give ourselves the opportunity to do that. Don't get me wrong, we could get absolutely spanked and um, we'll move on next week. But, you know, we, we are in an empty book to be scripted. So let's hope we can do that. Otherwise, what's the point in playing? We may as well just roll over and let them win the game. So um, can't wait. The coach of the Australian men's cricket team, Justin Langer, has resigned. He led the side to a resounding Ashes series win less than a month ago, as well as the T20 World Cup in November. From Sydney, here's the BBC's Phil Mercer. Justin Langer was appointed after Australia were humiliated by a ball-tampering scandal in South Africa in 2018. The team's recent form under him has been good. An Ashes series win followed success at the T20 World Cup last November. But there were reports that some players were unhappy with his intense and often volatile style of management. One former captain said Langer had done a sensational job and had been unfairly forced to quit. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A two-day lockdown in Tun Mun ends with 13 preliminary cases of COVID found. Key minister hints at further social distancing regulations but says free rapid-at-home tests can help tackle the COVID wave. And China's envoy to the United Nations says the United States needs to speak to North Korea about its nuclear programme. You're listening to the news on RTHK. And how about a little afternoon delight? Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? It's always gonna be here anyway
toes together, make a spark to ignite. And the thought of loving you is getting so excited. Skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight. Afternoon delight. I never want 